0: Majestic entrance, and it brought a round of applause from the throng. Lawrence Firethorne was the company's actor-manager, a man of towering histrionic skills, with an incomparable record of success on the boards. He could breathe life into the most moribund character, and transmute even the most banal verse into the purest poetry. Declaiming his first speech, He convinced his audience that he had a whole army at his behest, and not a mere quartet of puny soldiers in rusty helmets and dented breastplates. "'Fie upon this siege! Defiance is my cry! How dare the base and all unworthy Turk presume to touch this island paradise and crush its treasured liberties to death beneath the blood-soaked heel of Ottoman!' No tyrant from the east will conquer here. The knights of Malta will protect the isle and fight with God Almighty at their side to bless their cause and urge them on to feats of valour, acts of noble note, triumphing at the last or Turkish hordes, whate'er their strength and purpose. firethorn was not simply establishing his hold over the spectators and giving them a brief summary of the plot of the play. He was using the speech as a means of surveying the female faces in the galleries, feeding off their wide-eyed admiration, and searching for a new conquest for his capacious bed. When his roving eye settled on Lord Westfield's young companion, it roved no further. He provided firm anchorage for his scrutiny. Like Owen Elias, he was struck by her beauty, but it did not threaten to deprive him of his lines in the same way. Instead, the Grand Master of the Order of St. John Jerusalem worked the bellows of his lungs to put more fire into his bold words, and left flames of defiance crackling in the air when he quit the stage. Nicholas Bracewell had the actors ready for the next scene. As the Knights of Malta made their exit, a booming drum announced the entry of the Turkish army. When the bookholder had ushered them into action, he had a moment to observe the bemused look on the face of the Grand Master. "'What ails you?' he asked with concern. Firethorn beamed. "'He is right, Nick. He has hit the mark. Who?' Owen! He first witnessed the miracle. Miracle? What miracle? The one beside Lord Westfield. Nicholas understood. A young lady, I think. No, Nick, said Firethorn, kissing his fingertips with expressive emotion. An alabaster Venus, a saint in blue apparel, virginity made manifest. Look to your defences, advised the other one ear on the progress of the play. "'Scene three finds you inspecting the fortifications of Fort St. Elmo. Stand by, for you will soon be called.' Firethorn heaved a sigh. "'My walls have already been breached, not by the Turkish soldiers or by any ordnance that man can muster.' But by that divine creature in the lower gallery, her eyes are cannon balls that leave no stone of my heart still standing. I lie in ruins. A beatific smile lit his countenance. Behold a grandmaster, brought to his knees by a virtuous maid. Edmund will not applaud your capitulation. Why so? "'He has worked long and hard to repair this play,' reminded Nicholas. "'To make an old theme sound new-minted, "'he has rewritten the last two acts in their entirety. "'He will not thank you for surrendering Malta "'without even putting up token resistance.' "'Firethorn's pride was stung. "'You mistake me, Nick. "'I do not yield to the enemy "'because I have seen a gorgeous apparition out there in the yard.' Nothing will separate me from the part I play. I am Jean de Valette, lately governor of Tripoli and captain general of the Order's galleys. Now elected Grand Master. Nobody will change that. But she will inspire me to greater heights.